The ad said lost ship. It appears that the Callista Blue is three weeks late and the merchant owner is concerned about its whereabouts. With a strong magic user to keep the ship on course, it has never been late. He's willing to pay you a handsome reward if you can locate the ship. This is the side quest. In this Becoming DM side quest, we're talking about what food to have at your sessions. Hey everyone, this is John, and welcome to the side quest, Becoming DM's short form episode for small form topics. If you're a group of people getting together for hours at a time, eventually you're going to end up talking about food. Somebody's going to want to eat, and you may as well eat together, right? So I'm going to assume for this side quest that you've already decided that you're going to have food at your game. We're not going to go through like the decision process of determining food that's there, and we're going to talk about what I see as kind of two main primary options when we talk about having food at our game. The first option, as the DM, is to do it yourself. And I I will say, like, the word of caution here is make sure that you understand that this is additional work in addition to your DM responsibilities that you're taking on. So be very careful when you do this. There are some reasons to do it, though. If you want to have a highly thematic meal where where you're you are having D&D themed food and you want to really set the mood for your table, then you may want to do it yourself. Or if you want to have a meal that's tied into the theme of the session that you're doing. Wow, that's really getting over the top, but but if you want to do those sorts of things, then you probably should take it on to your on yourself. Uh, if you're a paid DM, we've talked about paid DMing before, but if you're a paid DM and you're trying to include a meal as part of the package, then you probably are going to obviously do that yourself rather than asking the, the the group to bring food there. If you are looking to do something thematic, something that you're providing yourself, I would say consider leveraging one of the many D&D cookbooks that are out there. There's Heroes Feast and the follow-up to Heroes Feast, Flavors of the Multiverse that was uh, published by, by D&D uh, proper. Um, Critical Role has a cookbook called Exan- Exquisite Exandria. And then there's Dungeon Meister Cookbook. There's a variety of other things out there. Just do a search for like D&D Cookbook or, or something like that, and you'll find plenty of options there. The themed cookbooks are going to give you dishes that will align with the mood that you're trying to set and will give you kind of a, a roadmap for how to get to where you're, you're trying to get to. So that, I would say, is my number one recommendation if you're trying to uh, do it yourself. Let's move on to the second option. And that is potluck. And this is actually my favorite option for for uh, doing food at a game is because everyone gets involved. So rather than doing it yourself, you can worry less about theme. You can have everyone bring something that they want. And uh, the reason that I like it is it gives you the opportunity to try out things that you might not have had because everyone's going to bring something different, something that they're used to having that they want to share with somebody else. I've even, uh, from the DM's perspective, I've even run games where the DM doesn't actually bring anything because I was hosting at my house, I was uh, doing all of the stuff to bring the game to life, and so the players said, hey, don't worry about it, we got the food covered, it's it's all on us. And and so that just took one more thing off of my plate, and it was uh, was kind of nice to, nice to see. Now, some... Things that you want to consider, I would say first off, set expectations with your players. 
is this going to be more of a snack where it's like chips and, and junk food and stuff like that? Are you expecting more of a meal be, uh, where, where there's like more uh, sizable dishes that you can, you can choose? And, and that's really important because if you're just planning on doing snacks, but people think that you're doing a meal, that means that, that before your session, they're not eating a meal and they're getting there expecting to be fully fed. So definitely set those ex- expectations first. Also understand the number of people and, um, and beyond food, uh, you might want to consider who brings things like plates, bowls, utensils, napkins, stuff like that. As the host, you may decide, well, I'm just going to use the stuff that's in my house and do that. Whichever way you do it is fine. You just need to make sure that you address it. I typically say that if there is something that has a special requirement, then the person that is bringing that dish brings a special requirement. So maybe, um, maybe there's somebody that's bringing soup and they need a ladle, they need bowls, stuff like that. Then um, they would kind of be expected to bring that stuff to support whatever dish they're, they're doing. When it, ta- when it comes to deciding on the food that you're going to have there, I would say that the first and most important thing is, is understanding that you're feed- feeding everybody at the table. And this is important from a couple of, of perspectives. First off is from the quantity of food, making sure that you're bringing enough food for everyone to have some. And second off is considering what food allergies are there. So if you've got somebody that's allergic to nuts, then don't bring a, a heavily nut-influenced dish because that person won't be able to eat it. I also like to, when I'm thinking about food, think about the serving and eating of the food. If something is very messy, if something is very um, greasy, like we'll get on stuff that you have at the table maybe, I like to typically avoid that. There's some cases, and we'll talk about some of them here in a little bit, where that may may still be okay. But um, typically I like to avoid some of the messier foods. But again, that's going to depend on your table. If you've got space to have a mess that's separate from the game, or if you've got a big enough table that the mess is really not going to matter, then then you can obviously change up for whatever makes sense for you. Now, I'd like to spend the next little bit talking about food that I've seen at Potluck Games that I feel like works fairly well, because I always see people asking like what to bring to, to the D&D game. And I think they get tied around thematic, but I don't think you have to do that. So... I've, I've broken this into two sections. First off, the standards, things that I see a lot, and more unique options. So starting off with standards, chips and salsa is, is pretty standard in, in the games that I've been at. Cookies, candy, pizza, veggie tray. I actually love the veggie tray option because the last four options are what usually people bring. The nice, junky, greasy, really good, fun food to have. It's always nice to have something a little bit healthy uh, as an option there. And I like to have some of that just to feel like I'm at least offsetting some of the grease and stuff that I'm consuming. So uh, veggie tray, I, I always uh, think is, is nice to have. When we talk about more unique options, um, some of the things I've had at, at, at tables, I used to have a player uh, in my Pathfinder game when we met in person where they would bring every couple of sessions, they would bring a, a box of fried chicken from Popeye's and, and like, that was just the thing that they brought, and it was it was great. Um, we've seen sausage wraps where uh, where like tortillas plus sausages and stuff like that. We did pulled pork at one of the games that we've had here recently, where I made pulled pork and we had a bunch left over, so we brought pulled pork and we had some some queso and mixed it together and had like pulled pork queso with chips, and it was it was awesome. Uh, enchiladas, chili or soup. 
Uh, when I sat in on Felicia's game, she made uh, Picadillo, uh, which was really fantastic. So I, I think all of this goes to say, like, you can really bring whatever you think is tasty and some people will uh, enjoy. Uh, as far as drinks go, though, we typically have people bring their own drinks. Um, everybody can kind of figure out what they want. Uh, we do have alcohol allowed at our table, so we we just say, bring what you want, and, and we go from there. As you can tell from that list, uh, as I mentioned before, you can do just about everything. Just make sure that it's something that pe- you think people will enjoy and that you bring enough for everybody. That's really what we're going to cover today on the side quest. Thank you for joining us. We'll we'll see you next week with our mainline episode. And this one is about campaign management tools. We'll talk to you then. And until then, stay nerdy, friends. Thanks for joining us again. Make sure to share the show with friends to help grow our audience. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash becoming DM. On Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest, we are Becoming DM. And our website is becomingdm.com. Becoming DM is produced by John Welsh and Danielle Tremblay. The show is edited by John Welsh. We'll be back in two weeks. See you then.